Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Hammer Time 1987 podcast, a podcast where all we do is win on a day in which the Miami Dolphins score 70 points, Garrick. 70 plus, who knows? And they could That's keep going. over. <laughs> that would be something. Yeah, something I've never seen before. I'm glad I'm not Denver and the team that's giving up 70-plus points. Yeah, that's going to be a bad film, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Garrick, we've got a lot of important topics to discuss today, like Lauren Boebert. Oh. John More like, more like Lauren Boebert. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get there. <laughs> John Fetterman. Yeah. He's got some boobs, I think. Yeah, he's a big guy. <laughs> We've got Biden discussing LL Cool J. <laughs> Staying relevant. <laughs> we have a shocking poll from ABC News about the upcoming election that we'll talk about. Ooh. And maybe most importantly, we'll be talking about the Antichrist. Okay. <laughs> but before we get to all of that, we had some comments on our last podcast. Oh, wow. We discussed... Whether Tucker Carlson was correct in believing that we might be in a hot war with Russia. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple of comments. First off, we have from Andy. Andy says, I think Russia is waiting to see what happens in 2024 before they expand their reach in Ukraine. They're also building up their armed forces while the West is disintegrating. Okay. Right. Then we have Virginia Beacon. She says, I think the a-holes in Washington are crazy enough to do anything reckless and evil. They scare the hell out of me, not Putin. I, I agree with her, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and our last comment was from Hootie Who. Victor David Hansen says, says it best. What wouldn't they do? They ran a coup on a sitting president who are, they are now trying to put in jail. They will do anything... Anything is capitalized to hang on to power. Hey, VDH. He knows what he's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, everyone, for commenting. Let's hope we don't get into war, but it is a possibility. All right, Garrick, let's talk about Lauren Boebert. (laughs) Yes, lots. (laughs) (laughs) You know, attractive-looking young lady, 36, our age. Yeah. And she's, you know, the the fire-tooting conservative. Apparently. (laughs) And she's in a theater with some guy where they are touchy-feely with each other, to say the least. We sure are. I mean, (laughs) his hands look like he was uh, an infant trying to get milk. (laughs) (laughs) So, two things here. Number one, I think I know your answer, but are you okay with sort of public affection? In that regard, no, it's disgusting. <laughs> I can hardly stand compliments, let alone. <laughs> oh, your sweater looks so nice on you, Gary. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was like feeling his his, his crotch, and yeah, uh, he was he was at her chest. Look. Well, yeah, very given the analogy. <clears throat> so I, I would just be worried if someone was feeling my crotch and you know not feeling much of anything. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> like what what was the end? I mean, they're sitting next to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people all around you. You're in a theater. Where, like, 
what were you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> they were building up for what happened later on that night, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure they did uh, build up for that. But, <laughs> they were watching a play called... They were watching Beetlejuice. Yes, and uh, the guy that she's dating is a Democrat. Or yeah. was a former Democrat. Yeah, he, he owns a bar, and apparently he hosts drag nights. Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is our side apparently that's oh. fighting back against the perverted left. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the first thing one of the first things here is uh, you just mentioned it sort of the hypocrisy. Right. Yeah, pretty blatant. <laughs> yes. Um and I actually think it is a problem for Republicans at large that a lot of the general public just use them as well, hypocrites on yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's also interesting that the Democrats who normally are in favor of grooming and being sexual in public all of a sudden are very upset by this, which I just find funny. But <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, it's, you have to exploit your uh, opponent's weaknesses. So. <laughs> like, I don't think they're actually... Uh, Disappointed in Lauren Bobert. <laughs> I think they're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, someone also pointed out that, you know, we can't find out who brought the cocaine to the White House. There's no camera footage. There's no camera footage of January 6th, but we've got Lauren Bobert on camera. We sure do. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like, uh, it was almost <laughs> like they were filming that instead of the play. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which some people think the conspiracy thinks it's a setup of some sort, but I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe it's a clone or something. <laughs> but you mentioned this to me. She's thirty six, and she's yes. a grandmother. She's a grandmother. So explain to our listeners how that works. Well, I, I don't know uh, the age of her of her daughter, and I don't know. Uh, but, you know, I suppose conceivably she could have had her daughter at 18. Right, okay. And then uh, her daughter could have had, uh, or or son, I, uh, I don't know which which is which, or what it so. is, but uh, could have had a baby at 18 as well. And um, now my, I, we, we should, I should probably look it up. But, yeah. Yeah. So you occasionally hear those stories, um, you know, being a grandmother at 36, Usually not a congresswoman. I mean, you know, she's not like she's in a trailer park somewhere. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) And no offense to those of you who might be listening to this that are in a trailer park. (laughs) Some of the trailers are actually pretty nice. It's just that you're in a trailer park. Yeah. Um, Yeah, 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 you don't know... We don't know the full story, yeah. but um, yeah, it's not something you hear about all the time. I can't imagine that my grandmother is thirty six. Yeah. Oh. Well, at least that grandchild's gonna have their granddaughter or grandmother around for a long time. Yeah, probably. Yeah, more than fifty years, which is pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, last thing about Lauren Boebert. Uh, okay, so. She's maybe this sort of slimy character, maybe, but if she votes the right way, shouldn't should we care? Like, should we kick her out of the party? Should she 
Should we find somebody else? Um, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I try thinking about it in terms of, um, say, say this didn't happen, this, uh, this public indecency. Yeah. Uh, did, to me, the fact that she's dating a guy that promotes drag shows <laughs> is really the issue here. That's, that's a problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just knowing that she's probably not in principle against all of this stuff. It's, right, right. You know, I yeah. don't really see of what use she is. Um, yeah. Well, maybe she'll make up for this. <laughs> maybe she will. <laughs> By starting her own OnlyFans. Yes. <laughs> She'd probably be very successful. I think she would. She'd probably make a lot more money than she would in Congress. So Yeah. Well, another interesting character in American politics is John Fetterman. Yes. The six foot ten Frankenstein. Yeah, real slob. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, he's a senator from Pennsylvania, but he refuses to dress up. He will not dress in a suit. He dresses in sweatpants and gym shorts and sneakers. Yeah, um, apparently, yeah, when he, he, he certainly ran his campaign that way. And then uh, what I gathered from the New York Post story is that he, he was dressing in suits. And then uh, why a few months ago he had that stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since coming back, apparently he hasn't bothered with a suit um, so he's <laughs> been looking uh, pretty haggard and uh, Chuck Schumer has uh, decided to ease the uh, appareled uh, requirements yeah. for when you uh, preside over the Senate and uh, just specifically for to, for, to accommodate Fetterman and yep. Fetterman came in to preside over the Senate in maximum uh, disrespect to uh, the <laughs> to the institution. Right. Um, right. It, yeah, he had a mustache on, which I actually find looks kind of good on him. Um, it's probably the best looking part of him. <laughs> um, and yeah, he had like a this brown button down. Uh, shirt that's short sleeved, and then he had like these brown cargo shorts that went below the knee. Uh, yeah. And I think he was wearing s- sneakers or something, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah that would have uh, been probably the first time in history that anybody would have dressed <laughs> anything close to that. Yeah. So, and John Fetterman made history. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> He was dressed worse than the people that, quote-unquote, invaded the Capitol on <laughs> January 6th. It was funny you mentioned to me when you came over there, you wouldn't even dress like that walking to the Capitol, just if you were a tourist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I, would, I would dress slightly better. Yeah. Even if I were just going to stay outside of the Capitol. <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to be in public looking like that. Right. Yeah, I remember growing up, my mom would never let me wear sweatpants in public. Yeah. I guess John Fetterman's mother didn't care about that. but um, Or maybe he doesn't like his mother. I don't know. 
so Fetterman, uh, so what about this, the, you know, the disgrace to the institution? Do you think there's any validity to that? I mean, does that matter in any way? I mean, it, it, it does bring disgrace to the institution, but, it, mm. you know, as we said, it basically just uh, is, is an apropos symbol of what the institution has become anyway. Right. So right. it's... To quote Barack Obama, you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. <laughs> well, all Fetterman did was take the lipstick off. Hey, you know, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to say it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I guess the thing that's like, like, even if you didn't want to wear a suit, couldn't you be like business casual? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it would have been nice if, you know, you could have dressed like he was going golfing or something. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he decided to look about as bad as you can look <laughs> <laughs> and still be, you know, not mm. not uh not naked or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um He's a character. He's he, of course been in uh clinically depressed and had to leave the Senate for a month like back in the summer, I think, and yeah. Just a weird character. Yeah. Really weird character. But, hey, you know what? Maybe uh, he can start his own fashion line someday. So. <laughs> Do you want to look like a big hulking loser? <laughs> Get the Fetterman yeah. outfit. <laughs> the Fetterman look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks terrible. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Garrick, something that looks <laughs> looks terrible for the current president was a poll that came out this morning. All the talking heads were flipping out about it. ABC News, Washington Post, in a national popular vote of Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, has Donald Trump ahead. Wow. By nine points. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did not see that. Wow. And the liberals are not happy about this. Huh. Nine points to have Trump ahead in the popular vote. 51 to 42. Wow. Wow is right. So two things here. Number one, uh, the ABC News Washington Post tried to bury the headline. Uh, you know, they, they didn't really run with it as their top story, which usually they would. Mm. Especially if Biden was ahead by plus nine. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then also in the article, they said, well, maybe this is an outlier. Like they admit their own poll is an outlier, which of course is interesting because if it was Biden plus nine, they wouldn't admit it as an outlier. Yeah. Um, but per perspective, I mean, if that actually happens, you're talking about a Trump victory like 1984 with Reagan. I mean, he'd win almost all states. Yeah. He'd win Minnesota, he'd win New Hampshire, he'd win Maine, he'd win Virginia. He'd keep Colorado to single digits. Oh. All, all the swing states would swing. I mean, that's a huge lead. Yeah, that's, that is pretty major. That is. <laughs> so here's the first question about this. If we get to this time next year and Trump is leading in the national vote, whether he's up by nine or by any margin, do you, what, are, what are they going to do? Are they going to create a terrorist attack? Are they going to assassinate Trump? Are they going to 
try to take it away from Trump when they vote at the Electoral College in January? I mean, what do you, what, what's their play here? Um, I, my guess is that, I, I think they want Biden out. My guess is that this will be, uh, I, I would be shocked if this time next year it's, you know, yeah, if he goes to the convention as, a, as the nominee, because um, he is really losing it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would, uh, yeah, because that could be too big to, for, you know, 2,000 mules to right. Uh, right. overcome. That's outside the fraud margin. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the, yeah, it would, I would, uh, I'd probably be pretty scared if I were Trump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they right. might, uh, they might pull an Oswald on him. Yeah. Um, of course, well, I mean, maybe they wouldn't care, but we would all know that they did it, which you sure. would think that they wouldn't do it then, but, uh. If Trump is assassinated before the election, then yeah, that's uh, or yeah. Uh, they get him in and they allow him to go in and they just kind of. Right. I mean, is he really going? Would he really upset the plans of the deep state? Right. Um, right. Yeah, it'd be nice to think that he would, but I doubt it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It didn't even occur to me the thought of him actually winning. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen, maybe this is some type of, of psyop. Maybe this is a smoke signal, false flag, but... Could be. I mean, ABC News, Washington Post, like, if they got this pullback, I'm surprised they even published it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, it never happens that uh, the that Democrat polls would show a right. Republican leading, let alone by right. that much, uh, yeah. this early. Usually what happens is they, because they want to drive a narrative, so right. they'll have it so that the Democrat's up the entire time. Right. Um, and then right. usually in the last couple weeks, they'll start to get it correct so that they can say, hey, look, well, uh, we, we were right. We were close on this one. It's like, yeah, yeah, right. And maybe it's a way to to try to get Biden out. That would be my guess. Yeah. Um, so it's I I I think the possibility that this is um, by design is is a real right. possibility. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we have not answered the Kamala. Conundrum, cackling Kamala. I actually did think of a scenario though where they don't have to worry about her. This is this is my scenario. This is Dick Morris like here. I should oh. write a book like it. <laughs> <laughs> so Biden runs. He's the only real candidate for the Democrats. He wins all the primaries and caucuses. And about three or four weeks before the convention, he says, "Oh, by the way." I'm not doing well physically. I'm not going to be the nominee. You have to pick a new person at the convention. Then the Clintons and the Obamas, they do their thing behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So at the convention, they get Newsom or Booty Gay Gay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot and they just totally bypass Kamala that way. Yeah, I mean, they can... 
I, I think they can put up whoever it is that they want. Um, yeah, Kamala, she's she's an idiot. <laughs> There's really no way around it. Um, she sure is. And honestly, I'm kind of shocked that nobody's throwing around Hillary's name. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Hillary is throwing around her name. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're like, you know, she's so unlikable. We'll we'll have Biden out there for most of the year, and then yeah, right at the convention, we'll we'll choose her. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be. <laughs> and the Indianapolis Colts have just beaten Baltimore in overtime. Wow, that's huge! What a big win for the Colts. Well, Garrick, last thing on Biden is just this quick story. He was at a some type of speech in front of the Black Caucus the other day, and they were giving the rapper LL Cool J an award for some type of service. I don't know. Some ridiculous <laughs> thing. But Biden calls him boy. He's like, this boy. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like, what is he, in 1950s Alabama? He calls a black man a boy? Like, ay, ay, ay. Yeah, you'd think that they wouldn't let Biden around black people. No. The truth would come out. Don't want around anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and you know they tried to cover it and say well you know he he didn't mean it in that regards he just meant like oh boy this guy's a great guy you know just, yeah <laughs> just or hey you know he's a lot older than L. cool j yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see um but boy i'll tell you if we really get to trump plus nine on election night oh that'd be great i will be dancing in the streets so yeah, just to see everybody so, so disappointed, <laughs> it would be amazing. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> All right, Garrick, switching over to some theology now. Let's talk about the Antichrist. Okay. <laughs> Enough of Biden. Enough let's go Biden. to the... I don't think Biden is the Antichrist, by the way. He's too stupid to be the Antichrist. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> so what is your understanding of the Antichrist in, in the Bible? Um I think, generally speaking, it's understood as someone. As a person, yes. Okay, we'll talk about that. Because some people have suggested it may not be one person. But but this person is going to rise, and they are going to be opposed Christ. And they will claim to be a false messiah. Hmm. And ultimately will... I guess bring about the end end of the world. I don't know if that's your understanding of it, but what? How would you explain it? Yeah, so uh, I, I should say taking the premillennialist view of things, there are some different yeah uh, end times beliefs. Um, so I should say that there are some people. I view him at view Antichrist as a person. Okay, um, and so. If you take that view of it, what's going to happen is that the church, the people who are true believers, will be raptured by Jesus um, before what is called the seven-year tribulation period. So raptured just means caught up in the air, and then there'll be, you know, you'll be like, oh, wow, where did all these people go? Uh, And there will be some sort of, like, Mass, uh, and a PR campaign or something yeah. to be like, oh, you didn't actually see what you saw, which we've seen that they're pretty good at that. Oh, type sure. Of thing. Yeah. So, 
Um, that is, that is, and then what happens is Antichrist will come about. It'll be a person, the force behind him is Satan, um, but yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a person who is, uh, he comes as a leader in the world, an influential person in the world who is, brings about peace, claims to bring about peace. Um, will uh, all of the all of the power of the world will coalesce around one around this person who'll be one uh, government, one world government, one world religion um, and uh, he will and then halfway through that um seven-year tribulation period, he will make a peace treaty with Israel. Okay. And then there will be the desecration of isolation, which is he will desecrate the temple in Jerusalem. Okay. There will be a new temple that is uh, built, and he will desecrate it. Um, and that's when the worst part of the... Uh, of the tribulation period begins and so and then at the end of the seven year tribulation is when the end times come the the apocalypse the Armageddon if you will okay um and that's when the second coming of Jesus happens so yeah it's going to be a person who is essentially a world leader um and he will uh First, come as a as somebody to bring peace. Okay, okay. So there's quite a process there. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> so lots to unpack there, but I do want to share uh, Brother Nathaniel's views. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> now he. This is an old video. Uh, he's discussing whether Hillary Clinton is the Antichrist. Well, no. Uh, she, uh, she, she's not enjoyable enough. <laughs> uh, and he doesn't get into all the things you mentioned, but there is one aspect of it that I'm going to ask you about after we listen to this video. So again, Brother Nathaniel, uh, of course, speaks for himself. <laughs> Sodomy is an offense against God. Pushing perversion is a perilous task for any head of state to pursue. Yes, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. But a leader who defies God's law, inspiring millions to sin, brings that leader into a kinship with the Antichrist. For with Clinton's platform promoting abortion, perversion, and transgender confusion, that kinship is reflected in a two-way mirror. It unfolds into a four-way mirror with Hillary and her Jewish backers commingling with the devil himself. He will change the times and the seasons, said the prophet Daniel, when describing the Antichrist and how he'll overturn God's creational order. Hillary's political will to change deep-seated cultural codes and religious beliefs gives her a leading role in the prophecy. Is Hillary the Antichrist? No, but she sure comes close. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's well said, actually. But, <laughs> uh, so I wanted the first thing, Garrick. He mentions changing the times and the seasons. Is that sort of 
um, kind of what you were sort of discussing earlier and sort of yeah um, let's see the yeah there are uh, there are prophecies about um, like the moon will turn into blood um, okay it, it's um, it's very uh, yeah so some things are gonna get pretty weird in the world okay okay now what Brother Nathaniel sort of implied, which he didn't say directly, but he, of course, is a believer in the belief, a believer in the belief that uh, the Antichrist will be Jewish. And the idea is that the Jews are still waiting for their Messiah. And so ultimately the the new person comes about claiming they are the Messiah and they would likely then therefore be Jewish. And so another sort of reason why we should be skeptical of Jews uh, but he 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 brings about that the Antichrist will be Jewish. Is there any validity to the to that? Do you think that there's any possibility of that? Um. Yeah. So I, I think um, I, Jewish in terms of uh, race, I suppose that could be. But like I said, uh, you know, you're going to have a uh, the Antichrist make uh, a peace deal with Israel. So. You know, it'd be hard to imagine that it would be like an Orthodox Jew right. uh, needing to make peace with Israel. So I, I'm not sure about that, but um, I'm going to say probably not. Some people have... Uh, another thing actually interesting about Antichrist is that he won't be... Uh, he won't be sexually active with women. So like John Fetterman... <laughs> I don't well, know. <laughs> yeah, so they they think it either a, a celibate person okay. or a, a homosexual oh. will be, and so and some have uh, thought possibly uh, a pope. No, oh, <laughs> I mean, that might be right. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, it's kind of interesting if you learn about um, end times theology of uh, Islam their description of Jesus Jesus is in the Quran uh, their description of him as coming back is our description the biblical description of Antichrist Hmm. Um, Hmm. so there could be something at play with that um yeah, I, I find it hard to believe it would be a, a, a it would be a practicing Jew. Right, right. But with yeah. Brother Nathaniel, it's hard to convince. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting stuff. I I also, from what I understand, the Book of Revelation, the Antichrist is a beast from the ocean. If I, if yeah, that yeah. So the the Book of Revelation, it's uh, God gave. Uh, the Apostle John a vision and so he sees a beast okay rising and um, okay so yeah it's that part's metaphorical no metaphorical okay all right interesting stuff well we will see I don't know if we're going to live in the times of the Antichrist although with all this stuff going on you would think that we very well could be yeah I, I I think we are. So. 
I mean, a mutilation of children, you know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> if your Christian friends are no longer around, that means the rapture has happened. It's time to repent. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I would like to see how, what Jesus thinks of Brother Nathaniel. That would really be something I'd like to see. I have an idea what he thinks of Brother Nathaniel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's... Uh, <laughs> we'll get into that another time. But I, I do actually want to have a discussion on the Quran because um, we've never done that, although I know there's some risks in discussing that. There sure is. So, um, maybe we'll do it from an undisclosed location. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to think of maybe there's a a way to discuss it without us being beheaded. <laughs> <laughs> you so. said that, not me. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm assuming our interpretations would not be the interpretations of practicing Muslims, so they might be upset with us. I'll have to be uh, as fair as possible. But you know what? In in uh, Maybe this will buy us some goodwill. I am no longer convinced that Muslims uh, committed the atrocities of 9-11. Wow! I said I'm not convinced. I didn't say it's... Yeah. I didn't say I'm convinced otherwise. <laughs> well, speaking of another brother Nathaniel thing... <laughs> <laughs> He says that uh, it's the Jews. Yeah, Mossad, special uh, intelligence in uh, Israel. They well, they implanted the demolition on the buildings. <laughs> <laughs> With of course the reason they did that is so that the U.S. would go to war in the Middle East and fight the wars for the Jews. So yeah, actually that kind of makes some sense. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's not a <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we haven't done a nine eleven conspiracy, so maybe we should do that next time. Yeah, I'd have to do a little bit of research. Yeah. <laughs> I still think, I mean, the planes hit the tower. I mean, I've, we watched it. I Do you think the hijackers were really on the plane? I, I think so. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, you know, I can't... I don't know, I... I I can't go toe-to-toe with people like, yeah. oh, you know, this, this, and this. But It's just like, let's just use the Israel thing. What would Israel gain by bringing down the towers that the U.S. would go to war in Afghanistan and ultimately Iraq? But did that really benefit Israel? I mean, the Middle East is more unstable now. Just, you know, like, what's, what's, what, was, what was Israel really gaining by doing that? Well, it... Uh... You know, it made us more aware of uh, the issues that they have. Maybe. Um, Made us go to war with Muslim nations, you know? I suppose, yeah. Well, anyway, I'm not sure I quite believe that aspect of it, but we should discuss it. All right, Derek, our last thing is some football. Hmm. This is just a pet peeve. So you hear these announcers say it's really hard to win you know, like 13 to 10 games or 17, 14 by playing defense and field position and running the ball. And, and on the surface, I would suppose that's right. But isn't it also hard to win a shootout? Like you're going to throw for 500 yards and score five touchdowns. Like, is that a relatable way, an easy way to win? Um, like if both teams are doing it? No. Well, 
Because <laughs> that's the thing. Like, well, it's really hard to win, you know, defensive games, but isn't it really hard to win offensive games too? Yeah, I guess it's. I guess one way or another, you got to do something better than the other team. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, good. Good point. Oh. So I really understand I'm, how football works. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, like the Dolphins scored seventy today. <laughs> Is scoring 70 points every week, like, a dependable way to win? Oh, well, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, like, can Miami depend on just beating every single team in a shootout and not playing good defense? Like, it's just, yeah. The thought of say, even saying that sentence is kind of strange. Yeah. <laughs> Miami doing, <laughs> d- doing a shootout with all these teams. <laughs> yeah. Miami. Who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right, Garrick, I think that about wraps it up for us. All right. So let us know what you think, and we will read your comments over the air. Lauren Boobert. (laughs) All right, folks. We'll see you next time.